part of winning the day, people are like, all right, so in order to win the day, here's what I need to achieve. I need to get everything done on my to-do list for my work. I need to make sure that I uh, cook three meals. I need to work out. And I also need to have a date night. And I also have to be home um, to tuck my kids in bed and read them a story. And I probably need to sneak in like two soccer practices but and I also, gymnastics. But what about, and also I have about seven hours of actual to-do list work. Or maybe more. Or maybe more, more to squeeze in there somehow. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the None of Your Business podcast. We're super excited to be with you once again. Today, we are talking about winning the day, simply getting your day off every single day to the absolute best start possible and slowly winning the day. Because a lot of people they have a difficult time with this. You know, morning routines are super popular. Everybody talks about morning routines. Well, hold on. I was just thinking as you were saying that win the day, so many people win their morning, but they right. don't win the day. And that was what I was going to say. Everybody <laughs> okay, has a morning routine and we have this whole thing about start your day right. right. And it probably takes most people about an hour, an hour? two hours. Say, yeah. And then they're all off kilter. They're all off track. And at the end of the day, and this is then the vicious cycle that so many people live in, they're like, I didn't get anything done. I didn't get Mm. done what I wanted to do today. And then you have this negative feeling. You feel defeated. And then you go to bed. And then it starts to get harder the next day. It's harder to commit to your morning routine. Mm -hmm. Slowly you get off of that. And then next thing you know, you weigh like 900 pounds. (laughs) You're out of work. You don't know what you're doing. But I wonder how many people feel that way. Like, you know, that their morning starts off right. Like, you know, you get up, everything's going great. You got your morning routine down. You know, you worked out, you did your 10 minutes of meditation, you start going along your tasks. And then without the consistency and the discipline, the day gets away from you. And then the whole thing feels like you've been defeated when in reality, you still won your morning. Like, I bet a lot of people feel that way. Sure, but what about the people then that basically lost yesterday Mm. They feel defeated because yesterday didn't go as planned. And then what they end up doing is they derail the next morning. Mm -hmm. Because they derailed the next morning, that day doesn't go as planned. And they're kind of stuck in this vicious cycle where they're also sort of counting their wins or counting their Their losses losses. based off of yesterday's performance. And so also we want to talk about framing yourself for the now living Mm. in this moment. So I want to talk a little bit about that. And then I also want to talk about um, this idea that people have of balance, right? So part of winning the day, people are like, all right, so in order to win the day, here's what I need to achieve. I need to get everything done on my to-do list for my work. I need to make sure that I uh, cook three meals. I need to work out. 
and I also need to have a date night, and I also have to be home um, to tuck my kids in bed and read them a story, and I probably need to sneak in like two soccer practices but and I also, gymnastics. But what about, and also I have about seven hours of actual to-do list work. Or maybe more. Or maybe more, more to just squeeze in there somehow. Right. This is like, that's, it's not even achievable at that point. So right? it's the idea behind balance. What are, what, how, what would you tell people relative to work-life I mean, balance? I think that you and I feel the same about balance. And I would say that it's probably the, not the most popular opinion, but in all reality, I think trying to achieve balance is overrated. Um, I think that the problem is, is the, uh, maybe the concept, the way that people usually talk about it, because people are always trying to say, I need balance in my life. And they're talking about right now, mm. right? I need to have work life balance right now. Well, the reality of it is, is that's just not realistic. I mean, I think that balance can be achieved, but you have to think of it like in terms of the long game, like over the course of X amount of time, I would like to have more what's balance. X amount of time, 24 a hours? Lifetime? <laughs> oh, no, lifetime. <laughs> I well, don't know. Well, that was, that's I, important. I'm thinking, yeah, because like, I think it, maybe are, lifetime. We are we supposed to have balance inside of every hour? So, in right. a one hour span, I should spend an equal amount of time working um, with you, with our kids, with like, spiritually. Right. I, should, I should find balance in every hour. And I think people would say, don't be silly. That's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. But then what? says that it's broken down into days mm. or broken down into weeks or broken down into months. Is it like you have to have balance achieved inside of a month's time? Right. Or is it a year? You have to achieve it in a year? Well, I guess that it would come down to like, what do you, what do you put your highest value on? What do you want out of your life, right? Because I think that that's going to shift and change. You know, somebody that may be like a serial entrepreneur may want to work really, really hard now to have this amazing early retirement where they can travel the world and have everything that they desire, the big house, tons of cars. You know, if you want that, you have to work really hard now to effectively achieve that balance in the time off in your life later. But like if you're somebody that really values you know, right now being there in every moment of your kids' lives and being at all the soccer games and the dance recitals and all of those things, maybe you want to have a little bit more balance now, right? So it's a shorter time period. Well, Does that actually, make sense? Well, you'd be out of balance now. You'd be spending way more time with your family now and with your children, investing your time into right. their activities I guess so that later on you would make it up working. You know, and a lot of people say that my children at some point, they're not going to want to be around. They're going to, you know, want to go be with their friends college. or going to go off to college. And then that's when I'll recover back. But again, mm. it still is a long game, right? Right. Also, that first example you gave actually sounds pretty nine to five ish. People right. work their whole lives, work, 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 work in order to reach some, you know, again, I said early mythical, that's the <laughs> but even even then a mythical retirement age, whatever that means yeah. that your work or your country or someone has established that at this age you retire and then all of a sudden mm -hmm. you just stop working. So now you're actually out of balance there because you were out of balance before and now you're now you no longer work. And now you're out of balance again. Yeah. And you I, just have just play. Honestly, if you think about it, don't you feel like if you had ultimate balance in your life right now, every single day, I mean, 
honestly, that sounds a little bit boring. <laughs> no, I mean, but that means that everything would be the same, right? Because if you had the same amount of balance in your life, that perfect work-life balance every single day, you know, you wake up and you have equal time spent on your work and equal time spent on your family, that means that you don't have new things happening mm. or change or, you know, need to adapt or figure new, th you know what I mean? I feel like that if it felt like that every single day for you, um, yeah, it would probably not be fun. And I most mean, things aren't balanced. Um, no. You know, you don't have an equal stagnant. number of, day of days of sunshine with an equal number of right. days of rain. That I mean, would be it doesn't, boring. doesn't always balance out that right. way. So I want to give some strategies. We have um, basically six points that we want to cover today yep. for our viewers and listeners to be able to win the day. Um, point number one, get the right tools. And I know this is super important. Mm -hmm. Like you have to have the right tools. If you're going to, you know, we, and we talk about this in a lot of different, um, a lot of different areas of life, but if you were going to build a shed, which I know nothing about <laughs> doing, but if I were going to try to build a shed, I think step number one would be get the right tools. Sure. Right? Like I would, maybe I would have to maybe you know, watch some, some YouTube videos. Maybe right? some instruction for Sean, but that's, Well, maybe this like, is number one. You have yeah. this podcast. This is your instruction. And then, and then you get the and tools. You get the tools. Yeah. And so I would have, if I was building a shed, I mean, I couldn't, it wouldn't even make sense for me to go out and get the lumber and just right. bring it all here. I don't even have the right tools to begin with. And so step number one get the right tools. What kind of tools do you think somebody needs in order to win? Well, the first off, I think this is a super important point because like we said earlier, a lot of people are waking up and winning their morning, right? So they have mm. everything set to start the day off right, to get into the right headspace, to be positive and get motivated. Why does everybody but talk about, about the, the morning? What about the rest of the day? Yeah, why is, why is the morning so popular? Is, yeah. I've never heard anybody talk about an afternoon routine. Yeah, what is some your lunch people, routine? <laughs> some people have an evening routine. Some right. people, but it's not yes. nearly as popular as a morning routine. Maybe we should start talking about this more. Yeah, we should have we a should lunch routine. Lunch time But routines. we don't really always eat lunch. So no. it's a mid-day mid mid -day routine. routine. Right. Yeah. Which I think would be smart because, you know, and we talk about this a lot. You know, you have in a, in a game, in the Super Bowl, you play two, two quarters and then you have a halftime. Right. And the halftime is one, chance to rest. And but pivot. Two, yes, pivot, re-strategize. Right. Maybe that would be important. We should have a midday routine. The pivot routine. And we should probably <laughs> place just as much of an emphasis. Because honestly, too, if you look at sports as an example, the greatest coaches are the ones that make the best halftime adjustments. Yes. They're the ones that can win. Because you can have a great game plan coming in because you've surrounded yourself with mentors and advisors and people and you have an awesome game plan. But then sometimes as, as soon as and as sure as you show up on that field, the other team throws a surprise at you and your game plan goes out the window. Mm -hmm. And the key to winning is being able to adapt. So maybe also too, I, I think that's super important when we talk about winning the day and we're gonna talk about morning routine, but let's also focus on midday routine. Well, I think that's the problem. And I know each and every one of you out there has experienced this. If you have a bad habit that in your work life, in your home life, in, in your ability to exercise discipline and consistency, it takes more than just trying to shift it in the first hour of the day mm. to break that bad habit, 
right? So again, that's why a lot of people do the morning routine and the morning starts off right, but that bad habit that you have creeps right back in and takes you right off track. So it's the tools are so important because the tools help you to create the consistency and discipline that's actually necessary for the success. It's not just starting things off right and getting in the right headspace. It's the ability that you have and the discipline you have to maintain that for the entirety of the day. So we should have brought them. Oh, you brought it into. Yeah, we should have brought them into the studio here. Um, but you did. Oh, we did. We have one. Yeah. Step uh, tool number one that, that is our favorite tool is the passion planner. We'll um, throw in the um, podcast notes, a link um, for you to be able to get a passion planner. Um, this is just the, the best agenda that we have found. We that, tried lots. And, and this is an agenda that has uh, produced consistency for mm. us and mm-hmm. being able to utilize the passion planner. So one of the things, and, and look, honestly, it's not about the passion planner because it's not our company. It's, it's, it's a company that we like and it's a product that we like, but really what it's about is having some sort of an agenda. Now I go back and forth. I like the paper yeah. one. So I love the undated one, which is another thing. Like when you buy an, a dated planner yeah. and then you just like stop using it and there's like this big gap and then you feel there's always bad, a gap in right? those, and there? so the undated one allows you just to if you fall off you just pick it right back up you don't More have to get another one right? you just get right back on the other thing that i love about the passion planner is they also have an electronic version yeah and so that's really what happens to me is i find not that i'm bored of keeping track or i get bored of winning or i get bored of having my day be ordered and disciplined I just get bored of the thing. And so it's easy to switch it over onto my iPad. But even look, honestly, like uh, that's a great example. Sometimes I'll be all about my iPad and I'll have it with me everywhere I go and I'm using it. And then I'll go two months without even picking it up. It's just for me, it's about having the freshness of just keeping it fresh. But the thing itself, the act of Mm -hmm. documenting everything that I want to get done, keeping my calendar straight, knowing what I'm working on and when I'm working Mm -hmm. on it, that's the most critical thing. And I'm a total pen to paper kind of gal. Like I want to write it down. I want to cross things off my list. There's absolutely something ridiculously satisfying about crossing it off the list. Like it's that little micro accomplishment in my day that helps keep me motivated and and, uh, my ability to keep going and stay on track. I like the little micro accomplishments. Yay. The second piece (laughs) or second tool that um, we use um, sort of comes in two two phases, I guess, or two parts or two tools, two apps. One is Evernote. Yep. Um, and then the other one I love is notability. And again, it just depends what I'm on. On your mood. Yeah, it just depends where, 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 yeah. what tool I, what, what tech I'm using. So well, if I'm on my, if I'm on my laptop, you know, Evernote's great. I love Evernote. I type a lot of things. All of our podcast mm-hmm. notes. Um, great place to store receipts. We keep track of everything. Um, but I think you know you need a tool where you're keeping track of your stuff. Yeah. Um, Dropbox, something like that. I mean, I like Evernote the most though, because I think that it has the most capability, right? Like my ability to to categorize things. I mean, I have everything from my recipe box virtually on there where I keep all my favorite recipes or ones I've made up and I've written down to actual notes when I go to seminars and conferences. Mm. And then what's really cool about Evernote is we can share our notes with each other. 
True. Which is like great because we can have a notebook. And then a long time ago, before QuickBooks allowed you to really upload receipts into the cloud, I mean, we kept all of our receipts in Evernote for tax purposes. I mean, this is I like it because it's widespread. You can use it on any device. It helps keep me on track more than any other app, I think. And then next is your calendar, which yes. I guess would be kind of a function of your inbox in a lot of ways. Mm. You know, a lot of people use their inbox as their calendar and as their to-do list. How do you do like that? It's like, I so even... you get an email and huh. you just leave it there. And that means until, like, it's, until done. it's done, right? And so like you just look at the number of emails in somebody's inbox and that's like the number of things that they're working on. Which by the way, I heard something really interesting mm. the other day. I mean, you and I are big believers and I know this might be, it's not controversial. It's not like it's gonna be on CNN, like controversial, <laughs> but um, a lot of people would disagree with this. but. Um, we are not big believers in the idea or the notion of multitasking. Multitasking right. is, in, in, in physiologically and neurologically, um, it's, it's pretty well accepted in the scientific world that you can't simultaneously run multiple programs in your brain all at 100%. And yeah. so it will, really what they've noticed what you're doing is you kind of go, you, you're going back and forth really fast right. between multiple things. If it's two things or but three things or four things. it is what they say. But what it does is it, yes, it creates inefficiencies. It's kind of like a computer. I mean, if you think about a computer, no matter how much space and speed that you have on it, the more things that you have it do, what happens? Right. Slows it down. slows down. I mean, why would your brain not act the same way, the more things that you're trying to have it do all at once, it slows down. So another another indication of a person's inefficiency is the number of, of emails in their inbox. Right. But also, this was real interesting, was the number of tabs that you have open in your browser, hmm. right? Because people like open up a tab and then they Guilty. open up another tab <laughs> and then they're like, oh, look, and they open up another. And so you end up right with like 50 tabs open. Oh, gosh, because, that's me. This, you're, are this, you calling me out well, like this in without effect, saying my name? <laughs> well, this in effect is the number of things that you're trying to, uh, number of ideas that you're attempting yeah. to hold simultaneously in your mind, there. which is inefficient, which also then will cause you to potentially not win the day. So your calendar <laughs> and your inbox, um, managing your calendar is critical, right. absolutely critical. Um, we have a shared calendar, which is yep. also nice. We use um, the Google Calendar, yep. and that allows you to share, and it also allows you to share with teammates, um, assistants, so people yep. that can keep track of where you are and then likewise we have multiple businesses so some of our businesses have calendars of their own where we, we are to able monitor. to remotely monitoring what's happening as far as appointments and commitments and things of that nature I also love one of the things that we have had our clients use for a really long time is the mind map Right, and What's there's a mind map? and there's a, well, there's a lot of apps out there that you can find and utilize. You got to find one that works best for you, but a mind map is like the digital way of what you used to draw, like on a whiteboard, where you have an idea and you're able to expand out from that idea. Um, you know, like using little prongs and saying, "This is what I need to do to get this done," and in order to get this done, here's what I need to do. So you can actually map out an idea or a strategy or a, um, even something like a, uh, a marketing campaign or uh, your goals. You can map out your goals, your vision, like all of that can be done in a mind map in a way that you can see it from a 10,000 foot view and then also hone in and focus on the component parts. One, so it's macro and micro. Well, one thing that's super important is we're not saying to use all of these tools. No. Because, and again, that would be I just think about this like, I love mind maps at times. Right. And then, so it's not like I walk around living my life by a mind map, 
Right now, I don't really have a lot of mind maps that are functioning in my world. Yeah. A mind map's kind of like a flow chart. So maybe when you're more operational in your thought process, um, you would do that. Um, the next is your human resource. One of the tools, and people don't think of this as a tool, is your human resource. The mm. people that you employ or the people around you that help you to win the day. People yep. that might be employed to keep you on track people that might be employed to hold you ac accountable, um, things of that nature. And then, of course, the last one would be actually maybe not human resource, but then, then peers and colleagues mm. that form an accountability group. Right. And those are just, again, they're just great tools to have on a day-to-day -day basis. But like an accountability group, you know, if you're meeting with them at least once a week, it's just an outside objective individual that's going to help keep you on track because that's again where you don't win the day is when things fall apart because of your lack of discipline lack of self-accountability and lack of consistency so, so to find mechanisms that you can put into place that are like fail safe that are going to ensure that you stay more on track that's how you win that's how you get to be successful so number one, have the right tools. Yeah. Number two, point number two is to have a routine. So I'm mean, I'm shifting this on the fly. I know. We because already you said, said morning routine. So have a routine, and I'm going to say I think that we need a morning routine pre-game. Yeah. We need a halftime, so an afternoon or midday routine, mm. and then we need an evening routine post-game. And I was thinking about that as we said that. Um, and it would be interesting to partner or collaborate with somebody that has a strong background in, in excelling in coaching or yeah. sports and understand the thought process that goes into pre-game strategy, mm -hmm. coming up with your strategy. Then you get, and so that's like your morning. And then you start the thing, your your game, you start the activity, and then you have these you know in-game adjustments. But then you get a halftime. And I think thinking about that, how important is that? I talk a lot about how oh, in game, like within in, the game, within I the game. Said end game. Oh yeah. Of so course. inside the game, we can still make minor adjustments, like right when you're working, doing your yeah. whatever, and and you you make adjustments. But then you should have a halftime. And I talk a, an awful lot too about planning time for thinking. Well, now that's that's interesting because maybe you should plan maybe 15 minutes in the middle of your day mm -hmm. to just think. And when and people always get hung up on it. Well, what do you mean just think? Well, what would be interesting is to think about the morning, the, the first block of your day, yeah. and what course corrections. Is maybe you're like, I was extremely inefficient. I look at my task list, I'm not even close to halfway done, I'm not on track, what would I have to do to get back on track in the second half of my day? Well, and the reality of it is, and, and I was just thinking about this, like within the game, so you have a pregame routine right? You start your first half of your day and it's great. And you've got this agenda set, you have your to-do list, you have all these things and tasks that you want to do, but then obstacles come in the way. Unknowns happen, right? Mm -hmm. That's what the, the point is of the halftime adjustments is because all of this happened in the first day, how can I still get done what I want to get done? And you have to shift. Um, and we never talk about that. Like, yeah, we, you set your mind right, but what about all the obstacles that you know are going to happen? That's why they have halftime. They anticipate and in fact expect that there's gonna be unforeseen obstacles that they obviously didn't know about. And then what about post-game? Where you right. review, review everything it. that happened mm. and what could we have done differently? What could we have done better? But also not only that, what did we do great? 
right? Because if we already did things great in the day, let's just make sure that we continue doing them great in the next day. Mm -hmm. So I think that we can just call this um, point number two is have set routines. Right. And I think you need a, a pregame, a halftime and a postgame, post mm -hmm. a morning, a midday and an evening routine. Right. I love it. I point like number it. three is to be in control of your agenda, Ooh. your agenda. Yeah. You know what the number one thing that most people do, the first thing that they do when they wake up? I know because I used to be so guilty of it until we started actually researching and reading about this. They check their email. Or Facebook. Or Facebook. Well, well if you're two things, right? If you're a business owner, you might you probably actually more now nowadays people. You're right. Probably check social media. I always checked my email first because I wanted to make sure that if anything was happening after I went to bed, that it was going to get taken care of. But what's the problem? We know what the problem is. Well, regardless whether it's in inbox or Facebook, and yeah. in fact, I believe that um, we first heard this concept from Brendan Burchard. Huh. I don't know the originator, but I always do think it's important that you're giving credit. Not like we invented um, the concept, but the the concept is is that you're placing other people's agenda. Yes. Whatever it is that they wrote, the email, that becomes your agenda. And it's the first thing that you do in the morning mm -hmm. or at Facebook. And even if it wasn't directed at you, if it wasn't a, a, a direct message, you're still seeing other people's right. agendas in their lives, what they're worried about, what they're happy about, what they're, what's going on, what's all the latest drama. And it is so important that you set your agenda in the morning. So it's like your time, energy, and focus is already diverted onto someone else's issue, problem, concern, and you haven't even had a chance to set your mind right for your own day and decide what you want to do. And that, that is so true. Like your day can get automatically, like from the moment you wake up derailed by you picking up your phone and checking social media or checking your, your inbox without having your pregame routine. So just a couple of points. Number one is to pick a project that you're committed to working on in that day. Number two is to pick three tasks that will help you to move that project forward yep. that you're committed to ticking off, to completing inside that day. And then making sure after I know that, that there's actually time in my day to do that. Because so many people just wake up they, ha they know, they have their to-do list, yeah. and then there's 48 other million things that they are committed to doing, like soccer games mm -hmm. and cooking and talking to friends and doing interviews or whatever it is, and then those tasks just don't even have room to get done, and then they beat themselves up, like, I, I didn't get my stuff done, but it was really that you didn't you didn't create space in your day to even have that happen. Well, I think what you said is really important. You said three tasks, and for me, I mean, I, I say this line all the time because I love it, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And so many people get overwhelmed by like these huge projects that they have or huge things that they need to get done and they feel like they have to accomplish it all right away. Well, the only way to actually get it done and plan for potential obstacles, you know, and have an expectation that you can't do it all at once is to do it in little bite-sized pieces. So just taking three tasks, Three, only three that are going to move you forward to accomplish that huge elephant of a project will, you know, make you feel less over overwhelmed, be more focused, be more efficient and feel more accomplished at the end of the day. And I love that. Point number four is execute. Execute. And, you know, as and, and this is the same thing from a coach, you could have a great coach 
and they could have the best plan ever mm. and give it to a team that does not execute the plan. Right. So all of this, having a routine and planning your day and setting the agenda, well, none of that matters if you're not actually committed to executing. And that you talk a lot about that, about the discipline that's required mm -hmm. in order to be able to execute. Yeah. And that's the thing. Again, and we said it a lot during this is consistency creates success. And it doesn't work if you just execute it once, right? It doesn't work if you're just executing on the first half during the first half of the day. It's something that has to be done continuously and consistency, and it takes time. I mean, the reality of it is in order for you to create a routine and to uh, move forward in your projects and be disciplined and efficient, like you just have to get into the habit of doing it. And I think that that's what's so important. People feel they put all this pressure on themselves and they feel like, I've got this, okay, I've got my routine. I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and I'm gonna do it. And they wake up tomorrow and it doesn't get done in the way that they envisioned. And like you said, then all of a sudden we're derailed because of the pressure that you've put on yourself and the expectation that you've put on yourself that tomorrow has to be done perfectly, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we say all the time in Black Diamond Club BDC is done is better than perfect. So consistency creates success and discipline, but also you can't give up. You can't be so hard on yourself. You just got to do it and then wake up and then do it all over again. Try it out again, figure it out, you know? Point number five is to check off the tasks you have set for yourself before you play. Basically, we're talking about your post-game routine, but mm. we talk about in our book, None of Your Business, the book of yet, and then your passion planner. Mm -hmm. So basically, of course, throughout a day, throughout any day, you're gonna get all of these ideas, and that's how you get derailed, right? Mm -hmm. So you're like, oh my gosh, this is brilliant we should buy a Peloton and I should then do the Peloton every day for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> and then problem, one day you don't do it. But problem is I don't even have a Peloton. Right. So I got, and That's so then, <laughs> so then I'm on the internet and I'm trying to find out. And then, and then as I'm looking at it, I find out that there's a Nordic track one. So now I'm on the Nordic track page and, and then whatever it was that I was supposed to do, that's like long gone. Right. When the idea hits you of the Peloton and you realize like, well, I'm going about, I'm about to go down this rabbit hole. What we're suggesting is that you put it into your book of yet. Mm. The thing, the great ideas, and it might not be a Peloton, but it might be something, yeah. you know, marketing idea. Or, oh my gosh, I need to do, or you know, I want to write Facebook a book. Ads, Speaking or, of books. I want to write wanna, a book. Yeah. Yes. And you put it into your book of yet. And then the book of yet is holding. It's a holding space for all of your ideas, mm -hmm. the things that occurred to you but that you haven't been able to action yet. And so in point number five, we're talking about reviewing your book of yet on a regular basis, if not daily basis, and deciding which of those, those things, those ideas, are able to be moved now onto your official agenda. Mm -hmm. In essence, moving from the book of yet and into the actual passion planner or your calendar. Yeah, and most importantly, just like we said at the very beginning of this, we were talking about balance. I mean, the reality of it is, is we're playing a long-term game. Like, we're going after the, the end result, right? So this is really hard, but with all of these things that you wanna do and you wanna accomplish, I mean, you have to wake up and you have, you can't worry about what you didn't do yesterday or how it didn't get done or how it didn't work out the way that you envisioned. You can't worry about tomorrow and what you're going to get done. What you have to worry about is 
today, right? That's why it's win the day. It's the day that you're in. It wasn't yesterday and it's not tomorrow. If you can wake up and have the mentality of just winning the day and not being so hard on yourself, you're gonna progress, you're gonna reach success, and you're gonna get where you wanna go. Point number six is then actually winning the day. To go out, <laughs> and just as you said, to go out and execute on your plan, and little by little, you can't win the Super Bowl in week one. You can't win the championship in week one. You can't win anything in week one. You right. can't win your business uh, plan. You can't win whatever it is you're trying to do tomorrow. Not. It's going to require a series of days you have to just build on that. And here's what's really cool. When you're playing for a championship, you can still lose. Oh, of course. And end up winning. Almost so, every team like, that wins yeah, a championship has loses lost. along the so way. So don't worry. You can lose along the way and still ultimately win. All right. That is this week's episode of None of Your Business. I hope that you enjoyed it. We'll be back again with more information. Uh, make sure that you subscribe, like, share, do all those things that they tell you to do with podcasts <laughs> just to show us a little bit of love. Until next time, see, see ya. ya.